Ain't nobody gonna hand you nothing. Ain't nobody gonna hand you no championship. Ain't nobody gonna hand you no title. So this is my year. I end. This is my year. Listen to me. Say, be phenomenal. This is it. I want you to chant it out. This is it. Be phenomenal or be forgotten. One, two, three. Be phenomenal. Be forgotten. Welcome to the Southern Blitz College Football Podcast. Buckle up as we preview the biggest college football games across the South, along with your top five matchups of the week. Here are your hosts, Jordan Wallace and Drew Waddell. Well, happy Halloween from the Southern Blitz Podcast. We're going to get into some of the some of the scary sides of these college football teams this season. Um, we're going to we're going to go with the normal. Start with a little OU in Arkansas. Hit the news in college football in general. Follow up with recapping last week's top five games. Get into our Ask the Librarian segment, and then wrap up again with the the upcoming week for the Big Twelve and SEC. So, Drew, uh, like we talked about uh, before the pod. There was a lot of news this week. A lot of news this week. And real quick before you jump into it, Jordan, we, you know, Arkansas and OU, we were the ones doing the haunting on Halloween, <laughs> my friend. And that, that felt uh, felt good for the second second week in a row, my friend. Good good times. Good times. For sure. For sure. And you know what? What's not scary, if, for all of our listeners, what's not scary is my track record on uh, on the bets up recently. Um <laughs> You got to stick around to the end of the pod to hear our big three bets. But since switching over to just, I only, I only give bets on the big 12 and sec. I give you a big three bets every week. The last four weeks since doing that switch, I've gone 10 and two. So, and that's against the spread. I'm trying to make you people money. So listen to the whole pod. Yeah. I mean, do people like, do they like money, Jordan? I, I mean, if, if, you like, hope so. if you like it, you, you better hang around to it. I had a guy the other day ask me, do you guys ever think about doing, you know, bets? And I'm like, dude, have you listened to the end of the pod? So if you're yeah. if you're that guy right now, stay till the end of the pod. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do Nobody it. hates money. So Nobody hates money. That's true. You know what? You know what? I say that, Drew, and I think that's a great way to just move right into our first uh, first news topic with uh, Brian Harson being finally fired from Auburn. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So speaking of hating money, that that must be the uh, the Auburn boosters. Because now we are two years removed from them paying that big buyout for Gus Malzahn. Now with Harson fired, that is thirty-seven million in buyout money, Drew, in the last two years. Yeah, thirty-seven. Yeah, yeah. fifty-four thousand nine hundred dollars per <laughs> day, George. Must have seen the same same <laughs> thing that I did per per day. It's hard to believe, but no, I you know we texted about a little bit. Um, I, you know, I think I probably sent a text that was misconstrued to you. I, I couldn't believe that they, that they did it when they did after the Arkansas game because I really had felt like they were just going to wait until the end of the year. Uh, but it, it was very obvious that uh, through the play of the team and uh, uh, I think just the general conception of the team and just how they felt about one another and how the fan base was extremely – uh, apathetic. Uh, I think they decided it was mm-hmm. it was indeed time. But I, I will tell you this: and, and early, I'll throw this in there before we get into it. But stock down to 
Auburn boosters and, and their board as a whole because this was a bad hire to begin with, Jordan. And uh, I think we all knew it was going to end this way. And uh, sadly, sadly it did. Sadly well, it I did. mean, th- we've been working towards this. I mean, you and I have talked on the pod for weeks now. When's Harson going to be fired? But, I mean, everybody knew it was coming. Um, I mean, the boosters already got the AD fired so that they could take out Harson. It's, you know, it, it was something that was going to happen. It was just a matter of when. And they yeah. finally decide, hey, we'll pay the buyout. Let's just get him out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Ouch. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I thought this was an in- interesting stat. It said, uh, let's see, with two minutes left in the first half last year against Mississippi State, which is going way back, Auburn was plus 24 against Power 5 competition under uh, Brian Harson. Since then, the Tigers are minus 133 for Power 5 foes. So that doesn't help you keep your job, Jordan. I don't know if you knew yeah. that, but uh, that's not a recipe for keeping your job. So. Well, and as, as far as where the boosters are coming up with the money uh, for the buyout, I've, I've heard they've just been putting a lot of money on the Southern Blitz uh, big bets of the week. So yeah, yeah, they have, they, they have, yeah, no. and that that's that's actually a fact. Uh, we we confirmed <laughs> that before before the pod. Uh, I, I'll tell you this real quick and just weird stats because there was so much flying around out there. But I thought this one was interesting. Auburn's next coach will be the fifty second different SEC head coach since Nick Saban was hired at Alabama in 07. 50 second different SEC head coach. Just living in Nick Saban's world. <laughs> Absolutely, my uh, friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, let's, let's just keep talking money. Um, I'm sure you saw the Big 12 media deal got, got inked this weekend yes. as well. Yes. You know, kudos to the Big 12. Um, because at what one point looked like, you know, maybe a year ago, the Big 12 could get left out on this entire mm-hmm. deal when the whole announcement with Texas and OU came out. It's pretty clear that the Big 12 – took that personal and uh, has taken this far to say, hey, we're going to be solidified for the future. I mean, you go from basically now the current arrangement allows for about $42.6 million per school per year. That's going to tick up to about, what, $50 million per year per school, which, yeah. again, who With losing money? their two big key, key pieces. With Yeah, with losing their key pieces, although I love I, – honestly, I love who they're adding. Uh, with BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston. So the Big 12 is positioned so well. And, uh, you know, who who hates a, a $2.3 billion contract, my friend? Who hates yep. that? For sure, for sure. So, and, and you look at it, it, it was not a bad year for the Big 12 to be renegotiating with as good as the, the league has looked from top to bottom. Um, right. You know, you've had seven of the Big 10, or sorry, Big 10, Seven of the Big 12, there's 10 teams in it, but uh, seven of the Big 12, 10 teams have been ranked at some point in this season. And all four of their new additions, being UCF, BYU, Houston, and um, Cincinnati, yeah. have all been ranked at some point this season. Yeah. So you're going you're gonna to have a very deep league of quality teams. You're gonna be, you'll be missing that upper echelon of the elite, elite teams, but mm-hmm. should make for some good football watching. You know, Jordan, I'm I'm the oldest child in my family, and I was always thankful for a little brother. And as the SEC, we, we feel that way about the Big 12. It's always good to have a little brother, and, uh, you know, the yep. little brother's getting tougher with this deal, and that, that's good. You know, that's good. Well, you, you're, you're, you're taking on the best part of the little brother that you speak of, so. 
<laughs> but hey, so, hey, look on the bright side. Soon you get to be our little brother. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and uh, I'll say this real quick, not to bounce back and forth, but we can't leave the Brian Harson topic without – I want to hear who are your top three candidates for the Auburn job. Top three? <laughs> I mean, I'm realistic. Seen, you know what? I, the, the first names that I've seen thrown out there – do not seem realistic. And the three that I've seen, I saw Gus Malzahn being thrown out there. And I'm just like, I, I, they're still, they've still, they're still going to be paying his buyout. I can't imagine you bring him back. You know, that you've seen Dion's name, which what a train wreck I think that would be. And then you've, I've seen Lane Kiffin, but I, again, I, I don't know that that's a step up for Lane Kiffin to go from Ole Miss over to, to Auburn. You know, yeah. I, you're just, you become somebody's little brother if you go to Auburn. Yeah. I agree, and it's it's a train wreck there. And I, I think Lane uses this for a, you know a, a raise, essentially. Uh, keep your eye on Hugh Freeze. Although, listen, Hugh just signed a new contract. He's making five yeah. million per year with job at security at Liberty. I mean, he's not a gimme. But you know, Jordan, you know, maybe they look at a guy like Dave Aranda. Maybe they go to the NFL with a guy like Matt Rule. There's a lot of interesting candidates out there, but one thing is for certain, this is a highly dysfunctional organization yep. at this point. And uh, honestly, if I'm Lane Kiffin, I know we're spending too long on this, but if I'm Lane Kiffin, is at this point, is Ole Miss, you know, uh, not as good of a job as Auburn at this point? Is Auburn a better job? That's, I, I mean, that's I that's my that. question. You've seen it, yeah. there's, there's too much of an up and down with Auburn because yeah. the highs, I mean, Ole Miss does not have the, you know, the peak seasons that Auburn has had. I mean, obviously Auburn's won national championships recently, but Auburn also experiences the lowest lows. It just a really, really odd school. Um, and you've seen kind of everything under the sun there. So yeah, I agree. But, I agree. But let's, let's kind of keep talking Auburn. Um, you know, and, and the fact that Harson was fired, obviously you don't get any lower than losing to Arkansas. So why don't you, Alex, <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you break down that game for us, Drew? Boy, I tell you, I, I feel like you're taking some uh, some uh, Michigan State, Michigan Tunnel hits on me right now uh, come, coming into this. This is tough, you know. Hey, it's, tough. it's Halloween, you know. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, hey, listen, it was a great, great win on Saturday. Uh, I did not love the uh, the second quarter. If you watched the game, the second quarter was not not so much fun after starting pretty well, but Overall, a great a great game. KJ is completely locked in at this point. Uh, Two hundred thirty four yards, one touchdown through the air, and then of course he added uh, two on the ground. But man, if you don't know the name Rocket Sanders, then you better get to know it pretty quick. Uh, he is leading the SEC in rushing right now. He is having a banner year. To give you an example of where he's at, he is gonna if if he ends it on the pace he's on now, he's gonna at least be in between Darren McFadden's 2006 and 2007 season. So he's a special player. Um, he, he's he's making this team, this offense go right now. He averaged 10.7 yards per carry on Saturday. But honestly, Jordan, we talked about this on the pod last week. Auburn is so bad against the run, so we expected that. We're finally having some receivers step up. Matt Landers had a great, another great game. Jaden Hazelwood, who uh, finally he, – he get, he was an organization gave him a chance to be who, who he really could be. <laughs> That's good. Because, um, you know – Fire shots back. Yeah. I got you. Go. I, I got you. I got you. But, Jordan, I, I, you know, it's not all rainbows and sunshine. Uh, defense is still a problem. Still a problem very much so. We still gave up almost 300 yards to 
Robbie Ashford uh, in through the air. So, I, you know, there's some room to go. And it doesn't get any easier this week. People would you don't normally laugh about playing Liberty, but guys, they're ranked 23rd, and uh, they're coming in 7-1. and one. So, yeah, uh, no rest for the weary and no gimmies. No gimmies. No, I mean, you look at Liberty on the year. I mean, they've, they've lost one game, and it was a one-point loss yeah. at the end of Wake Forest, too. Yeah. Outside of this past weekend, has been very good this year. Yeah, it's it's going to be an extremely tough game. Extremely tough game. Yep. Yeah. But hey, tell tell us. Uh, I'm telling you, it, the, the Sooners that they they have had the shock paddles have come out on them, and we're seeing life in these guys, man. We yeah. are seeing life in these guys. Well, it's and it's funny too, uh, especially on a year where you and I start this podcast. OU and Arkansas basically mirrored each other as far as the season goes. You know, right. both teams came out strong, won their first three, and then both went into a three-game slide and then have now bounced back with back-to-back wins. Yep. Um, very similar, and especially this weekend was very similar. I mean, obviously, Arkansas got a win on the Plains at Auburn. Uh, OU also had to go play a tough place in Ames, Iowa, against Iowa State, who's got the best defense in the Big 12. And an interesting thing with Iowa State, they had not lost – a Big 12 game. Well, they, they won all their non-conference, uh, but they hadn't lost a Big 12 game by more than one score. So you're yeah. talking they lost to Baylor by seven, Kansas by three, K-State by one, Texas by three. So mm-hmm. finally, they took a, uh, a two-score loss as OU was able to beat them 27-13. And Iowa State really got held in check for most of that game. They got a touchdown in the fourth quarter after converting two fourth and 11 and fourth and 12 on the drive to do it, um, which was yep. frustrating to watch. But regardless, so you, oh, you really won in a different way than they have the last, you know, as far as this, the rest of the season goes, um, you know, OU's best player, probably their receiver, Marvin Mims. And he was atrocious on Saturday. He had three big drops, really didn't do much. He had 16 yards receiving. And so that's, that's tough. OU's number two running back was out sick. Their starter got hurt. So they had to count on some different guys to get it done offensively. But, you know, give them credit, they did. The defense finally stepped up when they needed it and really shut down the Iowa State offense for the majority of that game. So yeah. I did um, did want to note one thing, Drew, because we talked about it a little bit with, uh, with OU and Texas leaving the Big 12. Just, uh, you know, how, how fair of a shake will they get from officiating mm-hmm. this season with that going on? And so I decided to look at their uh, their stats this year. So far this year, OU and Texas opponents combined for 33 penalties. Meanwhile, OU and Texas in those games have combined for 59. <laughs> so almost two to one, which you could just say maybe OU and Texas are not very well disciplined and they, they get a lot of penalties. And maybe that's possible. The other interesting thing is that those two teams combined for only five penalties in their game against each other and both had season lows on penalties because hmm. again if you're not trying to not trying to flag and cheat one team what's it matter so yeah yeah i thought that was i thought that was interesting that's my tinfoil conspiracy theory um obviously you yeah. know i talked a little bit about it after the oklahoma state game last year when a lot of stuff didn't get called late in that game that that yeah really benefited the cowboys to beat OU. but yeah. regardless yeah. just i just want that on the record i'm gonna find a little uh 
we have a lot of little sound uh little sound bites to play i think i'm going to find a little violin to play, <laughs> uh, behind behind your your little rant there but yeah let me uh, i'll pull that up here shortly you so, you, yeah. you feel free you feel free <laughs> uh, well we'll go ahead we'll move into some other games so i don't have to whine anymore we'll We'll let you do the whining now as uh, we, <laughs> we, re- yeah, we recap our top five picks from last <laughs> week in which I am now 30 and 15 on the season. And Drew, you're a very, a very cute 28 and 17. So, Oh, man. I'm telling you, I hurt myself in the beginning. Played yeah. with my, I chose with my heart. Chose with the dogs, heart. With the yeah. hogs. I'm telling the you. The hogs didn't do you any favors. But, well, <laughs> we'll, um, we'll start with kind of an easy one. Georgia, Florida. Yeah, really just, you know, neither one of us expected a game out of that. and We didn't get it. The, the only yeah. surprising thing of that one, Drew, was Georgia lost the turnover battle three to nothing and mm-hmm. still just absolutely dominated that football game. Mm-hmm. You know, this game was I don't know if you made it through the third quarter of this game, but Georgia uh, slept walk <clears throat> through the third quarter. And um, it the only thing that worries me about Georgia, Jordan, is there's always a point in the games that they have played where they just fall apart for a period of time. Yeah. And they did it They did it in third quarter, and, and Florida wasn't good enough to take advantage of it. But we have a game coming up this week that, that Tennessee might be able to do that. So, well, you know, it's, it's just one thing to think of. Well, despite how mighty you think the SEC is, Georgia really has not played a very difficult schedule so far, Drew. No, I will, I will humbly agree with that, no doubt about it. No, I mean, no, if no. you're if you're in the East, the East is not very good outside of two teams, no. and Georgia has not played that team yet. Obviously, they're going to this week, but we'll we'll see how good Georgia really is. Yeah, hey, um, and I'll say I'll say something for our listeners. If you haven't had a chance, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, Jordan. Get on Twitter at um, Billy Napier's press conference. Uh, yes, on Monday. the hot the hot mic, the hot mic. Cool. You know, it, we, you know, obviously, I wish we could play it on here, but we're not technical, technologically savvy enough yet. But we'll get there. But basically, but and we and we're trying to keep it clean, Drew. Yeah, yes. I mean, there were some choice words, but basically, a reporter thinks he will blank to blank be here longer than Billy Napier. Uh, so uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. Hot mic. Watch out for those hot yeah. mics, man. Got to watch out for those hot mics. Well, obviously, the Georgia Florida game was an easy pick for us. We both picked Georgia. The other easy game for us, we both picked Oklahoma State over Kansas State. Um, and we were just – we were, were only off by 48 points in that one. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even know what to make of it, Drew. You know, you have a game like OU Texas where OU doesn't have their starting quarterback and things fall apart easily. I have no idea what happened with Oklahoma State. They just played poorly. They got dominated every way by K-State. And K-State didn't even have Adrian Martinez. They, yeah, they this... rolled with the backup. And Will Howard yeah. threw for two ninety six and four touchdowns. Yeah, I I don't even know what to say about this game. I mean, I, I really I really don't. I mean, watching the score, I was speechless. You know, you keep looking at it, you're like, oh, okay, well, Oklahoma State they started slow. You know, oh, oh, it's halftime. Oh, there's they still haven't scored yet. Oh, oh it's third yep. quarter. They, you know, I mean, literally, I don't know what to say about this, but you know, Oklahoma State season the the season they hoped is over. Uh, Kansas State. Uh, I just, you know, it, it's just hard to even understand. Like, is Oklahoma State really that bad? Is Kansas State? Did they just have an unreal night? I mean, I, you know, it's it's just it's, the weirdest anomaly game I've ever seen. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think Oklahoma State just, and again, that was my hangover pick from last week. You know, they got the big win over Texas, and they waltzed in there, and yeah. Manhattan, Kansas, and got hit in the mouth. 
by a by a five foot six running back <laughs> named Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know, you can't you can't have three turnovers and expect to expect to win a game like this either. And so, you know, but I. I don't know. Oklahoma State has really, I think, shown their true colors the last couple of yeah. weeks, for sure. Well, and at, at this point, it's it's really looking like it's going to be a purple Big 12 title game with TCU and K-State. But sure does. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. Sure does. Um, sticking with the, the blowouts, you know, we'll, we'll go to Kentucky, Tennessee. My yeah. gosh. But, mm. Man, I, mm. you know what? And, and I even talked about it. I'll own it. Last week on the pod, Drew, I even said, if this was in – Lexington, I might even take Kentucky with the upset. Well, man, I definitely don't think that way anymore. Goodness, I, uh, you know, I, I keep saying this. I, I'm I'm a legit Tennessee fan at this point. <laughs> like, I mean, they're <laughs> they're my they're my second team. I mean, they they're they're just exciting, Jordan. I mean, everything was yeah. exciting Saturday night. The jerseys. I mean, the environment, the game, the way they play the game. I mean. And, again, I go back to that comment a couple weeks ago. Kentucky is so soft. I mean, they are so freaking soft. And I'll just say it on air. Will Levis, he, he's so overrated, Jordan. I mean, he really is. I mean, I yeah. know he may he may end up being a great pro quarterback. but And I realize he's maybe dinged up. I mean, what does he think he's going to be in the NFL? Perfectly healthy all the time. Right. But, I mean, he, he just – He's overrated. He really is. Kentucky's been overrated. I'll tell you this, who's not overrated, though. Jalen Hyatt is not overrated. No kidding. 14 touchdowns on the year, Jordan. Uh, Let me just give a couple stats there. Georgia Tech's entire football team has 14 touchdowns on the year. (laughs) And uh, Iowa has 13. And Colorado State has 12. So, yeah, Jalen Hyatt has beat entire football teams in touchdowns at this point. Well, and the, the sad thing for Kentucky is you say that stat, you know, Obviously, Jalen Hyatt's been a huge weapon, but man, you watch the highlights of that game. He was just running uncovered behind the defense for easy touchdowns. It's, you might want to cover that guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. the train's rolling, man. The train is rolling. The, and we talked a lot early, early in the season, you know, we had some really good football teams out of basketball schools, you know, Kentucky, yeah. Duke, North Carolina, Kansas. They've all, um, They've all hit some road bumps since then, but yeah, you know, it's still good years for all those teams. Um, sure, just just not what they had hoped early on. Probably, I've said this a couple times. Um, I can't believe Tennessee stayed down as long as they did, but they're back, and this Whoa. is football power. It, they, they are, but this is a football powerhouse ah. school, and they stayed down for a long time. But I mean, Knoxville, Tennessee is a I mean, it's a powerhouse for football. So, so uh, you know, so jo- Josh Heupel to Auburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, probably not. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we'll we'll get to the quick one that that nobody that listens here is going to care much about. But Ohio Ohio State Penn State yet again yeah. another blowout. Penn State held it close for a while. Uh, yeah. Basically, just turnovers at the end that that caused the score to be so lopsided, but. You know, Penn State played well for the majority of that game, but eventually the that the personnel just they can't keep up with Ohio State. And they yeah, didn't. it it was closer than I thought it'd be, but uh, but Ohio State blew it wide open. So yeah, nobody cares about the Big Ten though. So yeah. well, let's uh, let's wrap up with the big one because it's the only one that you and I picked differently. Um, Texas Tech versus Baylor, which another one in the Big Twelve 
that was not a close game. Baylor no. just from the start dominated this game and, you know, made made me look like the smart man to have a two-game lead over you, Drew. How about them Baylor Bears, man? It showed a little life. I like to see it. Uh, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous on the road. Yeah, now and now OU's got to play him in Norman. So yeah, yeah, I'm I know. a little nervous. You know, I think uh, you know. I was trying to be different last week and uh, should have gone with my my gut instead of trying to be different. But uh, yeah, congrats to the Baylor Bears. Maybe this gets them back on track for the. Uh, the rest of the season, I like shape and look pretty solid. So, you know, maybe, maybe they're about to make the stretch run, Jordan. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Fair enough. Um, well, let's move into our stock up, stock down, if you don't mind, Drew. I'll, I'll start one again. I'd like to do like I did last week. I'll do a stock down on a school outside of our conferences. Um, the Wake Forest offense. So, if you didn't see the game, obviously, number 10 Wake Forest upset by Louisville, 48-21, to 21, which obviously – some things went wrong in that game. However, Wake Forest was up 14 to 13 at halftime. In the second half, Wake Forest had 10 possessions. Now, the final possession was a touchdown because it was way over. It was 48 to 14 at the time. They scored a final touchdown to make it 48 21. Their previous nine possessions, their, so the first nine possessions of the second half, their best drive was a three and out in which they lost six yards and had to punt. True. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Three and out was their best drive because the other eight were turnovers. Yeah, that's how hard. To in, how in the world can you turn it over eight out of nine possessions and you are number 10 in the country and you're playing yeah. Louisville? You're not playing Alabama. Yeah. This, yeah. this is Louisville. I, I Man, I, I don't even know what to say about that. At some point, yeah. you just throw your hands up and walk out. Yeah, you legitimately have to try to be that bad. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'm not really, not really sure about that. Not really sure but, about that. And I think you've got one as well because you alluded to it earlier, but I'll let you yeah. get yours in there too. Yeah, stock down to uh, – this might shock some people. Stock down to uh, Michigan. And most people would say, well, what do you mean, man? What do you mean, you know? Why not stock down to Michigan State? I mean, people – can we not just agree here? I mean, two weeks in a row that Michigan has gotten in a scuffle in the tunnel after the game. I mean, you know, when you're a kid and you're like, hey, you know – there keep there's fights at school and there's one kid that keeps being in the fight. Who who who's the bad, who's the bad guy? Okay, well, you know maybe it's the kid who keeps uh, keeps being involved in. It. So it you know uh, at this point I know Harbaugh he'll uh, he'll talk about how this is unacceptable. Blah 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 blah. There's been multiple suspensions. Uh, I know come out on this. all on the Michigan State side though. All, I mean, yes, yes, eight MSU players suspended. Um, has Michigan suspended anybody? Jordan? No, not that, not that I've seen. And, you know, again, obviously the video, you, know, you don't want to see a bunch of guys jumping on and just beating on sure. somebody. But sure. you see the initial video where that the Michigan team is waiting while Michigan State heads to the locker room, which is how you have to do it when you have one tunnel. And then one Michigan player, you see him just go pushing on in there. Like, And, and, and let's be honest, Drew. I don't think he was doing it quietly. I think he was letting them know. Yeah. And so – Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I, I I don't feel bad for the guy one bit. Yeah, really stock stock down to both teams, but big stock down to Michigan because obviously you've got a problem. So you've yep. got a problem. Well, let's uh let's go back to our conferences. I, I I think an obvious one to start with is Oklahoma State. Big big stock down. I mean they were just drilled by K State. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's ugly. Yeah, and, and staying on that Texas Tech as well just got thumped at home by Baylor. 
Uh, not that Baylor's not a good team, but, you know, I, I, I thought more of Texas Tech. Um, you know, and, I, and, of course, I was just talking good about their quarterback, Baron Morton, last week. And then he comes back with 11 for 34 with three interceptions. Tech turns the ball over five times total in the game and just it just not a, it was not their night for sure, but definitely stock down for them as well. Who are some of yours? Stock down. Uh, hold, hold on. Let me. And I'm trying to hear that. Is that is that the media still talking about South Carolina, Jordan? I, I can't. Uh, <laughs> oh, maybe. Oh, they're not talking about them anymore. Huh? Believe it or not. Believe it or not. They go down to the mighty Missouri Tigers. On Saturday, predictable. They're back out of the top 25, short-lived. Which uh, I told you at the time, Drew. In fact, Missouri was one of our big three bets last week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, South Carolina smoking mirrors, uh, honestly. It's just – it's ugly football. Spencer Rattler, uh, just incredible stat line of five touchdowns and nine interceptions. So, I'm sure Oklahoma yep. really really misses him. Um, no shame. So, big stock down there. Florida, stock down. Anthony Richardson, as much as I want to love you, buddy, and as much as I've tried to will you to be an unbelievable player, this is just not a good football team right now. And, uh, hey, but these two teams get to play each other this weekend. So, I think. Somebody. No, no. Oh, we got, no, we got, we got Florida, Florida and A&M. So, somebody has to win. <laughs> yeah, somebody yeah. has to win the game. Yeah, yeah. But to finish my downs in the SEC, Kentucky, I think we've already beat up on them enough. For sure. And uh, Auburn Tigers, baby, they're they're at the bottom of the uh, proverbial barrel at this point, and okay. uh, only place to go is up. So, what okay. you got going up, Jordan? What's what's going, going up? Going up, uh, I'll take the obvious with K State um, and Baylor, both big big wins. They just blew out their opponents. I'm going to be a little homer here and uh, put OU in there as well. Yes, sir. You better you better be a homer. Come on, oh, man. So, I mean, just getting back on the right track and winning it with their defense in a game, it was nice to see, for sure. Yeah. Um, before you get there, I'm going to give it to Arkansas as well in a stock up. They've, they've righted the ship as well. Uh, Tennessee, big stock up. Uh, they, they went into their trap game, and they just annihilated Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got one more, but I want to make you say it. So, I'll let you <laughs> tell me some of your stock ups. Well, I'm glad you saved it, actually, because uh, you know what? For the first time, in 10 weeks, folks, I am here to give the Missouri Tigers a Woo-hoo! big stock up on a great win. And I'll tell you what, Jordan, the defense is for real, man. And, uh, and I, hate to, I hate to steal what another uh, sports writer said, but, but I'll do it. Uh, with Brady Cook, you know, which, which cook will show up in the kitchen on Saturday? And the good cook showed up on Saturday. The good cook. Uh, Brady give me, Cook showed up. Give me one, you know, Drew. M I Z. No, no, no. We're not. We're not going. No. Uh, no, can't do that. Can't do that. But, uh, but you know, uh, I, I actually laughed this week. I saw a, a, a article that was written, and uh, it basically alluded to hopefully Tennessee is not overlooking Georgia this week uh, to get to their big rival in Missouri. So I, yeah. I didn't realize that they had a big rivalry <laughs> with, with Tennessee, but. But anyway, hey, Mizzou, hats off to you. Uh, good win, and the season's not over yet, man. Still still no. much to fight for. Still much to fight for. Did you have uh, – did you have any other stock up, stock down? Yeah, in the, so uh, in the uh, Big 12, did you mention Baylor, Jordan? I did, I, I did, yep. Okay, yeah, you mentioned Baylor. Baylor, K-State, Sooners, TCU, I kept them up. You know, they're winning games that uh, that they should win. So, And, hey, by, by the way – 
I missed my upset pick, but dadgummit, I almost hit it. I almost hit it with TCU. West Virginia came down to, like, the final three minutes of the game. They almost did. pulled it off. So West uh, Virginia was, played great. Yeah. It was a they, decent pick. It was a decent pick. You know, pick. and it's, it's interesting, that game, too. I was looking at it. So, you know, Max Duggan for TCU threw for 16 of 28. So, only 16 completions, but he had 341 yards and three touchdowns passing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very interesting. So, all five of TCU's touchdowns were from 29 yards out or more. Yeah. So, they – who needs the red zone? You'll just score from anywhere on the field. Exactly. Exactly. But now, and I, yes, you so. know, I don't know if I'd say stock up. Ole, Ole Miss, A&M, obviously it was a good game that mm-hmm. uh, A&M was able to get back into. Here's the crazy thing, though, Drew. If I was to tell you before the game that, that A&M's quarterback would throw for 338, four touchdowns, and Devin A. Chain would run for 138 yards, and they would not turn the ball over, would you pick them to win that game? Mm. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they finally, they finally yeah. got the quarterback play they've been missing, and then they well, still find a way to lose. And I hate – you know, I feel like last week was like bash session on A&M. But I'll say it again this week. The facts that we're just now seeing Connor Wegman this week, and he's getting to be given a chance, it just shows the ineptitude of, of Jimbo. So, yeah. again, I mean, it, I it's just – pathetic that that it's taken this long and uh he looked good uh, obviously he made some dumb mistakes but and i i, I refuse to give Ole miss a, a stock up because a, an elite good seven and one team goes in there and wins that game by 21 points so uh they didn't do that and uh you know but i will i'll tell you this quinshawn judkins is the man and uh that dude is the real deal but no stock up because they, they should have they should have handled that game much 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 more than they did. Yeah, I mean they like Arkansas did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, this is, this I is the would, mean uh, part. <laughs> I, I, believe me, I would be much happier with a uh, you know with a seven point win or whatever at this point. So, so thanks a lot. Appreciate that. Appreciate it, that. It's, it's in, Ole Miss is very limited. Their, their yeah. passing game's just not there. Jackson Dart, he's accurate, but he just doesn't have the arm strength. Um, obviously, their running game is lethal. I mean, Judkins and Evans are, are tough to deal with. But, you know, if you watch – I watched the majority of the Ole Miss A&M game. And, man, honestly, the, the difference maker to me was Jackson Dart's running ability. You know, he yeah. bailed them out of some big spots with some some scrambles for, you know, for first downs on third and long. Um, Passing-wise, Ole Miss is not much of a threat. No, so if, if you get a team that keys up against the run, they're going to have a whole lot of trouble moving the ball. Yeah. You know what's no. not stock down, though, and definitely stock up, is Lane Kiffin's ability to <laughs> burn people with his quotes, baby. I love it. I, I, I love it. I don't get the impression that Jimbo is well-liked in the SEC. No, sir. Just, not at this point. I mean, we, we've seen Lane, Saban, Leach all taking shots at the guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And again, he's trying to upset the natural order with uh, buying a buying a team. You're going to piss some people off. And it's right. just part of the game. But That's right. it's fine. Since we're getting into that, we're going to let's go ahead and move over to our Ask the Librarian segment where our namesake, the librarian herself, has entered this week's uh, question. It's time to ask the librarian. So, coming from my aunt and the librarian herself, 
Her question this week was, can a coach place a player in the transfer portal? Now, this is a little tongue-in-cheek, but obviously it's a situation that Texas A&M's facing right now. Um, for those of you who don't know, she went to Texas A&M. So that's where this question's coming from with everything off the field that the Aggies have been going through. Obviously, when you're losing on the field, culture issues tend to boil over, and they are seeing it largely. Um, but you, you look at it, they just suspended four players for basically indefinitely through the rest of the season, I would assume. Um, all highly ranked players. Just it, it, And I think, Drew, what it boils down to is a culture problem. And you saw this with Jimbo at Florida State when he when he ran out of there. And that was a bad team at Florida State. I mean, his, his final season there, they went five and six. Um, and he left before they replayed their final game of the of that season. But a lot of it was just, they had they had the talent. They just didn't have a culture and they didn't have a team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, and I've gotten to visit with a lot of former college athletes here in our own town that played for Arkansas State and Arkansas. And, you know, from my understanding, I mean, these scholarships are basically annual contracts, yeah. you know, essentially. So the side of football that I don't think we see as fans is, you know, they either get renewed or not, right? I mean, you, mm-hmm. we don't really hear about the guys that get taken off scholarship or things like that necessarily. We don't hear the bad stories, but um, obviously, you know, we don't really see this happening yet with the school putting a kid in the transfer portal. But uh, well, you know, not. I don't think it's that open, Drew. But I mean, you see, right. you know, Saban processes players. Sure, you know, sure. you know that. And, and again, every major. Major school does this. A&M's going to do it. OU's going to do it. Arkansas is going to do it. They're going to sit down at the end of the year, have a review, and they're going to talk to kids. You know, if it's sure. if it's a fourth-string linebacker who's never seen the field, Arkansas or OU or whoever sure would like to open up that that scholarship for somebody that they can recruit and maybe actually be a contributor. And sure. so they're going to be like, hey, we don't see you ever being a contributor here. We think you might should look around. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think it's going to be a situation where, like, hey, you're in the transfer portal. Good luck. Um, but I think they can definitely nudge and, and push a player to do so just by letting him know it's not going to work out for you here. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's one of these things where what's the difference in a, a gray shirt, you know, or a, a blue shirt type of deal with recruiting, you know, having a guy come in and say, yeah. hey, you're not going to be on scholarship immediately or whatever. But, you know, do I think that the school should have the ability to take problem kids – and to immediately plug them into the portal, uh, honestly, no, because you create your own problems. And so a school such as, let's give A&M, for example, he knew very well who he was recruiting to that university. So, I mean, there should be stipulations that you can't do things like that, take them off scholarship until yep. the end of the year, do it the right way. But you have to live with your problems. And, uh, you know, uh, but, yeah, I mean, the kids get encouraged to go in the portal – yeah, absolutely. Every single day. Um, I understand the frustration from your aunt, obviously, especially if we have guys uh, eating candy and uh, partaking in the locker room uh, <laughs> as we as we read. Uh, so uh, but anyway, I, good question. Good yeah. Question. And, and and I guess for those that haven't seen the what what had gotten out there were these players for A&M had been smoking weed in the in the locker room after the South Carolina game. Um, you know, and some like Denver Harris was a five-star defensive back. He's a true freshman. 
he was one of them. And that's a guy that was already suspended once this year, uh, as was Evan Stewart. I mean, they, they've had they've had several suspensions throughout the year with this with that star studded class. But Denver Harris was the one that was, for whatever reason, drag racing through a parking garage and then uploaded the video to his Instagram. So not only did he do something stupid, he then posted video evidence of him doing something stupid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, multiple suspensions. I would bet I'd bet some money right now, Drew, that. Denver Harris is not on the AM roster next season. Um, I think you, you might see quite a few transfers coming out of the, out of that program after this year, especially about it. with how things have gone on the field. Um, yeah, I, now, I think so. And I need to clarify, I don't know, you know, obviously everybody kind of knows at this point, A&M is dealing out a lot of money on NIL. Um, NIL cannot be performance-based. So if you're not playing well, they can't drop your NIL money. Yep. I, I need to clarify whether or not if somebody signs an NIL deal with A&M, for example, and then transfers, does that vo- does that basically void the contract? So mm-hmm. I need to read up on that before we, we talk too much further on that. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that, that pretty well answers her question and, you know, plus a little extra just because you and I like to ramble on. So let's, uh, let's, let's move on to the top five games of the week. Drew, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you be the the go to, and and I'll I'll take your answer first on Georgia Tennessee. I'm I'm curious to see what you think. Georgia Tennessee, man. First of all, what a weekend we have ahead. Uh, this is this is what uh, what college football is made of, and what it's all about. So I'm not gonna lie, this is a tough one. But uh, Jordan alluded to it earlier. Georgia has played a pretty soft schedule. And I alluded to the fact that I believe that they have brain lapses, mental lapses in the middle of games that go unaccounted for. And nobody has taken advantage of that. Although, Jordan, don't forget, Missouri almost did uh, several weeks true. ago. Very true. I, I I said it last week. Tennessee was named number one in the college football playoff tonight. Uh, I am not getting off this daggum Tennessee hype train. It's in Athens. I get it. I don't care. Hendon Hooker solidifies the Heisman on Saturday, and uh, Tennessee wins this in an extremely, extremely tight game, and uh, they're going to punch their ticket uh, for sure to the college football playoff. Okay. Well, you know, it, this is not anything new, Drew. We, we saw what Tennessee's doing about three years ago with uh, an LSU team in Joe Burrow that basically came out of nowhere. Um. Yes. And, and kind of upset the natural order of things. Yeah. And so now it looks like Tennessee's doing the same. I, I, I love the Vols. I think that they are doing a lot of really good things, and they, they're built to, to make this run. But that run's going to end in Athens. Hey, you know what? You're a smart man. <laughs> you live. You live with a Bulldog fan. So, I do. So. I do. My, my <laughs> wife and her whole family is Georgia fans. So – Regardless of family ties, I, uh, you know, if this was in Knoxville, it might be a little different with that crowd, but I, I just can't do it. Not in Athens. It's, it's still, it's still Georgia. So I'm yeah. going to take the, I'm going to take the Bulldogs and hopefully still get to sleep in my bed tonight because of it. So, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I, I wasn't going to call you an idiot, but you know what? Uh, if I have to choose between my wife and, and, you know, the right pick, I'll probably choose my wife as well. 
Right, she's my wife as well. So. Well, yeah. If it's not an OU game, obviously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, let's exactly. Uh, we'll we'll go down the totem pole on on SEC games, surprisingly, and go to Bama LSU next. Hmm. Which who who would have thought that'd be under Georgia Tennessee and not even yeah. close? Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. Um, you know, golly, this one this one is tough, and I I literally had still been going back and forth on this one as of, uh, of several hours ago. But, you know, the game is, is obviously uh, at Tiger Stadium at night, which is huge. It's going to yep. be an electric environment. I love the way LSU has played with a bye week. You got to love it. Uh, however, Alabama had a bye week too. And, uh, Jordan, I, I just cannot see Bryce Young and Alabama dropping this game. And uh, I'm not betting against them. Uh, I betted against them with Tennessee and hit it. Uh, you know what? I, I can't – I'm not going to hit that twice in a row. And so, I'm taking Alabama over LSU. However, I think it's a phenomenal game. I think it's one for the books. And uh, But I think Alabama wins it in the end in the fourth quarter. Yep. And I – you know what? I actually think this game will be closer than Georgia-Tennessee. Yeah, I do too. Um, I, I think this will be. A, I think this will be a narrow win either way, but I, I'm with you, and I'm, I'm going to lean with Bama as well. So yeah. Saban's mad. So you, you never want to yeah. mess with Saban when he's mad. So. No, no. I I would <laughs> be sending that guy chocolates and flowers. I want him as. Li- I don't want any anger coming from Nick Saban because exactly. you, you see what happens. But um, all right, Texas and K and a red hot K State team in Manhattan. What do you got? Oh, man, I tell you, I, I need to go to the doctor tomorrow. I mean, I really do. I mean, I, I need to go to the doctor. I'm, 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 I'm loving Tennessee. I love Tennessee, or I love Texas last week. I've been talking good about Texas every week. I mean, I don't know if I'm well, Jordan. I really don't. I, I don't know if I'm physically, you know, in the right mind. You know, I've always I, had I, that I, question about you. <laughs> well, well, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you know, but uh, I, I don't know, Jordan. I, I just – I kind of feel the same way about Kansas State that I do about TCU. Maybe it's still fool's gold a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not buying in completely. I like the fact that it's in Manhattan. But you know what? I don't care. I'm picking Texas. and okay. uh, Big big road win, Quinn cool. Ewers, and uh, big, big dub. I'm, I'm picking Texas in this one. Well, I'm, then we're going to give you an opportunity to make up ground on me because we're going to have a second one different here. Come on. I'm taking the Wildcats. You know, K-State is – I mean, they will punch you in the mouth. And if anybody's shown you over the last decade or so that they don't like getting punched in the mouth, it's Texas. Yeah. Um, man, and Quinn Ewers, he's looked great for the most part. But, man, he's had some He's had some off games. He so has. He has. You know, K-State just looks so solid to me right now. I don't know. I, I, do. I think – they're not going to beat themselves, and I think Texas will. And so, I guess I'm picking Texas to to beat Texas and K State to win the game. So they, they they do, but I'm telling you, Jordan, there's no way they can repeat what they did last week. So well, no, 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 no. I I don't need them to to win by 48. I just need them to win by <laughs> one. Oh, I thought that was a stipulation that they won by uh, 48. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll be uh, one of the big three bets: Kansas State minus 48. Yeah, yeah exactly, um, exactly. Let's talk about the, you know, we, we talked about Georgia, Tennessee and everything, but let's talk about the big games coming up this weekend. 
like Liberty, Arkansas. Oh, man. Absolute heavyweight competition yep. here, folks. Uh, I don't even know what Liberty's mascot is, but I bet it's ferocious. Whatever <laughs> it is. Uh, the fighting Hugh Freezes, let's put it that way. So Let me ask you this real quick, Drew. Yeah. Three, week, yeah. three weeks into the season, OU and Arkansas are both undefeated and top ten ranked. I bet you would not have guessed at that point that later in the season, OU would play Kansas, and the only team ranked in that game would be Kansas. <laughs> and Arkansas would later play Liberty, and the only team ranked in that game would be Liberty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, it's crazy. It really is. And we said it before we came on air, George. Liberty is so dangerous. I mean, they've only lost one game, and that came down to what the final play of the game, basically. Yep. I mean, you know, to wait for us. So, anyway, extremely dangerous team, extremely dangerous offense. Uh, with Hugh Freeze, and uh, I think it's going to be a great game. It's supposed to rain uh, on Saturday in Fayetteville, so weather could have an effect on this game as well. I think that I think that favors Arkansas. That favors Arkansas substantially, especially with our our run game. Although we did lose a, a running back this week, uh, Dominique Johnson. He hadn't contributed yeah. a whole lot, but um, but anyway, I'm taking. You know, again, uh, I'm just a I'm fr- I'm a freaking homer. So I think Arkansas wins. Uh, however, I do think it's, uh, you know, I think what – is, what is the line on this game, Jordan? It's, it's I haven't even looked. 13, 13 and a half right now. Yeah, I think uh, Liberty's going to cover. I think it's a 10-point win for the Hogs. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel about the same. I, I think, you know, honestly, the that spread, I lean more to Arkansas with the rain. Um, you know, again, it's supposed to rain in Norman as well for OU's game against Baylor. And similar to that game – Unfortunately for OU, it's the opposite. The the rain's mm-hmm. going to favor Baylor more because they're more of a running team anyway. Um, but regardless, I'm taking Arkansas. We'll go over to OU Baylor. I, I think that line, which is OU minus three, is about right. I think I think OU should be about a field goal favorite at home. And if they want to keep the momentum moving, they got to win this game. I think this is a big game for OU. And you know, I want it especially, Drew. I think. You've seen me get pretty riled up over over football in general, but especially OU. I don't know that you've ever seen me as riled up as I was after the OU Baylor game last year. <laughs> that was that was a next level. We'll, we'll put yeah. it that way. Next level. Next. So level. for for those that don't remember, Baylor led that game by ten points at the end in the fourth quarter. They drove down, and then what we thought happened was time had expired because why wouldn't it have? OU didn't have any timeouts. The game was over. Baylor players and fans rush the field mm-hmm. so and you know how i feel about rushing the field it's very dangerous for the players so ou's players coaches have to get through that mess of fans to get to the locker room well then they come back and say nope coach aranda called timeout for baylor with three seconds left called timeout up 10 mm-hmm. they had to then clear all the players and all the fans back off the field which by the way should have at least been a, a personal foul penalty and back them up 15 yards instead they put them all off the field, no, no flags assessed, and made OU go get 11 players out of the locker room, come back out on the field for Baylor to kick a field goal as time expired to win by mm-hmm. 13 instead of 10. And you can give me any BS excuse like he said, well, oh, I thought it, you know, it might come down to the fourth tiebreaker to go to the Big 12, so we won a point differential. Have you ever seen the, a team winning call timeout to kick an extra field goal at the end of the game, Drew? Yeah, I think you're just being too hard on them, Jordan. I think oh. they, had, they, they had a legitimate reason. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. You are just yeah. trying to rile me up. 
<laughs> no, it was completely blatant. Most bush league lower tier school thing I've ever seen. I I would be embarrassed if OU ever did that. Although, unless it was this game, if if OU did it to Baylor this year, I would. Man, I, I'm a petty person. I'm all for it. <laughs> Kick an extra field goal at the end, just oh, man. just cause. How can I how can I cut that clip out and just get where you said I'm a petty person? I, how how do I use that? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. It was completely blatant, and uh, you know, definitely pr- provides fuel for the fire this weekend, no doubt. No, then again, different coaching staff, but regardless. I'm picking OU in this game. Right, we got to get your pick, Drew, because I, yeah. I got I got a little off tangent with the with the extra field goal rant. Well, you know, hey, hey, it's okay. Your homerism shows, and we, nobody blames you for that. Nobody. Mm-hmm. There's no cure. There's no cure for that. There's no cure for that. So, uh, you know, Jordan, uh, this is this is an interesting game, and uh, I, I just. This is this is gonna hurt your heart a little bit. Oh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I hate to do it to you, but I, I bet I bet against uh, Baylor last weekend, and I regretted it. I definitely regretted it. I think that Baylor can go on the road again, and uh, it, you know, it's gonna be close. I can see it going either way, but I like what Shapen did last Saturday. I think they pull out a close win in Norman, and uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and i'm sorry that's you know what that that is totally fair i uh, i i think this game is really a toss-up i think i think baylor's a really good team um and and will definitely challenge OU in a lot of ways so i i could see it's going either way but my my heart I, you know and i might be do, pulling a drew and just rolling on my heart and, and, and saying oh you so three three different games though jordan i'm proud of this i know and I know. uh it's good that's good that's good man it's gonna to be tough for you to come back from a five-game deficit. <laughs> yeah, yes, week, it is. But, you know, I, I could bury myself this week. I could <laughs> yeah. definitely, I could definitely bury myself for sure. Well, speaking, of, you know, obviously I'm a little upset at your pick, but let's let's talk about our upsets <laughs> of the of the next week. You know, I, I I really like Notre Dame against Syracuse. Notre Dame obliterated Syracuse, so you know what? I'm gonna keep rolling. That I think the Irish have enough momentum right now that I'm gonna take them over Clemson this weekend. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's gonna be my upset pick. I, go Irish. I love it, and I told you that off air. I, I think that's a great pick, and I, I would have picked that one too. And I think it's gonna happen. Um, however, you know, I will I will say this though, Jordan. Um, you know, there's some things that that don't play in your favor because I'm pretty sure Clemson has the longest win streak right now in the nation at like 14 games. So uh, they're they, they're doing pretty well, and. Uh, there, I'll tell you this stat too: wins versus current AP top twenty-five teams among the unbeaten or one-loss Power Five teams. Guess who leads that? Clemson with, with three. So we'll see. But I, I'm with you. I think I, I think it ends. I think it does end on Saturday. I do. Okay. Okay. Who's who's your upset pick? Oh man, well, you took the best one. You know, yeah, of course you did. You took the best one here. Um, I, uh, you know, I'll tell you this. Let's see. God, I, I, I really want to do this, but I don't know if I should do it. But, but dead gummit, I'm going to do it because I was so close last week. TCU is going to freaking lose. One of these <laughs> I'm telling you, they're going to lose. I have zero confidence that Texas Tech can get it done. The game's at 11 o'clock a.m., uh, which is obviously that's a normal time for the Big 12 because they think that's prime time. But uh, 11 o'clock hey, a.m. <laughs> that is Fox. That is Fox that thinks that. And, you know, apparently it's correct. So, I – I don't yeah, know what to tell yeah. you, but that is the Fox game of the week. Is it 11 o'clock? But I don't like my 
I don't love my pick here, Jordan, but I'm, I'm just telling you, I've got a hunch that TCU is living on the edge and they're going to slip up one of these weeks. And I may be totally wrong here, but I, I'm picking Texas Tech to pull the upset on Saturday. So there you go. You know what? We don't, we don't track the upset picks anyway, so we can be wrong all we That's want. That's right. And all you will tell me I'm a genius next week if I did it. So I, I had at least five people text me on Saturday saying, well, man, I can't believe you actually picked West Virginia. You know, look at, look at what you're doing. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I look like a genius. I look like a genius. You got to love it. All right. Well, let's get into the party scene and talk hangover of the week. Um, after their, uh, their fist fight with Michigan State, I'm going to take Michigan. I got the Wolverines at Rutgers. Not a sexy game. I think it's a game they could go in and sleepwalk through, but Rutgers has enough firepower to to make that one interesting. So I've got Michigan as my hangover of the week. Yeah, yeah. Man, anytime you pick Rutgers, you just kind of feel like slimy, don't you? Ugh, ugh, <laughs> just feel dirty. It's like, do they even play football? It's crazy. Um, and then you feel like, like, has Greg Schiano been there for like off and on for like three centuries at this point? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, my hangover game is pretty obvious because I picked it. Kansas State hangover game, uh, definitely. You know they score forty eight points last week and, and give up none. I, I they they can't follow it up. So Texas wins and uh, Kansas State uh, is a little bit too full of themselves coming off a big win. Okay, fair enough. Well, I know we uh, we obviously talked about quite a few of them in our top five games of the week, but let's let's kind of dive into the other. SEC Big 12 games that we didn't talk about. Obviously, Kentucky-Missouri, that's going to be a big one just because, I mean, Missouri can really turn their season around with another win here. Um, I think Kentucky needs that game on the road to still be still be relevant this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Florida-Texas A&M, Drew, uh, man, like we talked about, somebody has to win that game. Yeah. Both of yeah. them are one and one and four in the SEC. They both look like a train wreck right now. Yeah, somebody has a chance to get the train a little bit back on the tracks. I I don't know who it's going to be. Yeah. It's it's at College Station. I would lean A and M, but I I know your love affair with Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I I don't know. I actually sort of like A and M in that game. Watching Wegman last week. Um, the real question. The real question is, how much will tickets go in College Station this weekend? Will it be $1 per ticket? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But uh, back to that Kentucky-Missouri game, Jordan, I, you know, that's an interesting game, honestly, especially being in Columbia. I could see I could see Kentucky being very deflated this week going into that. So that that's an interesting – it's a really good spot for Missouri to be in. Um so we'll, we'll we'll see how that one shakes out. Of course, then you got Tennessee, Georgia. We yep. talked about it. Liberty, Arkansas talked about it. Alabama, LSU talked about it. Auburn, Mississippi State. Man, the, you know what, Jordan? We we have reached some new lows in college football. Think about this, okay? Just just go here with me. Auburn has the audacity to hire Mississippi State's athletic director the week before they play them. In football, man. Coincidence? Yeah, coincidence. We have really reached some some really – some ethical lows at this point in college football. But, anyway, that is what it is. Auburn – I don't know if you saw this, Jordan, but they named none other than one of my favorite running backs in the SEC of all time, Cadillac himself, Williams, as the uh, interim head coach at Auburn. Interesting. I hadn't – yeah, I had not seen that. 
Okay, yeah, I did, you, I know were you, you were you about to ask me if I knew who Cadillac Williams? Yeah, was? You, you probably don't. You probably don't. But that's that okay. Ca- yeah. Carnell Williams is his actual you know, name. Yeah, Carnell. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I know you probably. I know who Cadillac Williams is. In fact, yeah. I can tell you when he played at Auburn because the undefeated Auburn Tigers did not make the national championship game yeah. despite running the table. And who was his counterpart, Jordan? Who was his counterpart in the backfield? Oh, that's gonna that's gonna eat me because I know I, I know Ron, the answer Ronnie Brown. Ronnie Thank Brown, you. Ronnie yep. Brown, baby. But I, you know, uh, which is crazy. Side note about Cadillac: he was coaching. He was the running backs coach for IMG Academy four years ago, and here he is. He's the head coach yeah. of Auburn now. So, <laughs> well, sadly, uh, he probably had better running backs back at IMG. Yeah. Oh, oh, come on, man! They got, they got some good <laughs> running backs. They got Tank. Um, but they anyway, Tank Bigsby. But you know, yeah, I, IMG's up. got all five star running backs. So. That's right. That's right. I think Mississippi State wins this one. Uh, you know, they get back on track in that game. Uh, I, I laughed. I sent you that quote from Mike <laughs> Mike Leach uh, from the media, where he said uh, he said if he was an athletic director, he would uh, he would he liked most people in the administration, <laughs> but he would he would he would purge some of them. A couple, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing but honesty coming from Mike Leach. That's for sure. Love it. Gotta love it. So, uh, well, don't, and don't forget South Carolina Vandy. Yes. I mean, that's a big matchup. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's in Nashville. So, there you go. So, yeah, Jordan, tell us, tell us about the uh, Big 12, man. What do you think about that? Well, obviously, we talked about Texas Tech, TCU. You think TCU is going to fall? I do not. I think I think TCU wins, especially if Baron Morton looks as bad as he did this past week. Um, OU Baylor's very interesting game just because – the winner of that game is still relevant in the conference. The losers, you know, going to have a tough road ahead. Um, sneaky game is Oklahoma State going to Lawrence and having to take on the Jayhawks. And, you know, again, Kansas needs a win after losing the last couple. And, and Oklahoma State has got to bounce back from a 48 to nothing drubbing. So maybe they'll yeah. have a little bit more luck against the other Kansas team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, we talked about Texas and K-State a bunch. And then the uh, cellar dwellers, the battle for the bottom of the Big 12, West Virginia at Iowa State. And again, man, both of these teams are, are solid teams. Um, yeah. Just a crazy year that these are the by far the worst two teams in the, in the conference. Um, but I, I do like – I like the Cyclones at home on that one, especially to finally get their first Big 12 win. I think they're going to they're gonna be hungry for that one. Yeah, in all seriousness, the Big Twelve is been surprisingly deep this year. So yeah. I'll uh, I'll give them credit. I'll give them credit. Fair enough. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up, Drew, with making some people money. Come on, big, let's the go. big three bets. Like I said, ten and two over the last four weeks. You know, I'm only doing SEC Big Twelve games because that's what I watch. That's what I know. My big three bets this week. We are going all road teams. And we are we are going to all three teams that need a bounce back. So, mm-hmm. Kentucky, Kentucky throttled last week by Tennessee. They're going to go bounce back. They're a two point favorite at Missouri. Kentucky's going to cover that. Um, another another drubbing. Oklahoma State destroyed by K State. Only a two and a half point favorite at Kansas. This is actually my favorite of the of the three. Oklahoma State definitely, I think, definitely covers two and a half. Yeah, I can't um, believe that. Honestly, I. I know, job, but I, I I can't believe that line. That's free money, free money, yeah. free money. The the one I probably don't feel quite as good about, sadly, is uh, South Carolina minus seven at Vandy. And again, if that line goes to seven and a half, I do not like this bet. 
But at seven, I feel safer. I think they can win by at least a touchdown against Vandy. It's not like you're having to worry about a whole lot of home field advantage for the Commodores. Um, so, again, all three of the teams I'm taking, all road teams, and they're all needing to bounce back. I, I'm, I'm thinking they get it. Yeah. So, yeah, but I like, uh, I like the Kentucky pick. Uh, I don't like the South Carolina pick. So I, 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 I'm telling you, it's, yeah, it's yeah. sad when you're nervous about Vandy, but that's, that's just where South Carolina is right now. Uh, so. no. I agree. I agree. But, well, Drew, I guess we'll, we'll let everybody get out of here and uh, hope everybody had a happy Halloween. Um, I guess we'll see you next weekend or next week for, for the next week of games. Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy a great weekend of big games, college football.